Okay, so last week we had gone through Borer, two of the conditions, just as a reminder, um, just to go through what we went through last time. So we first spoke about what's the Borer situation, and basically two different, spoke about what different means, items mixed together, we spoke about what mixed together means, different types of mixtures, and separating them from each other. And once you have a Borer situation, the three conditions necessary we spoke about are awful from solas, good from bad, miyad and biyad, miyad is immediate use, biyad is with one's hand as opposed to a specialized boru utensil. And we spoke about at length about miyad and biyad. I'm going to focus now on the third condition, which is ocha from solas, and how that applies and the exceptions that there are to that, as we'll see there are a number of exceptions. So ocha from solas again means the thing good from the bad, and generally it's derech achila is good from bad, and derech breira is bad from good. That's what we explained last time. So firstly, just to clarify one point in Ochel from Solis, it's not always that you have a Psolis, meaning that very often there's two Ochels, means two things that you want, you just don't want them together. Right? For example, the silverware case is probably the simplest example of that. You have forks and knives and spoons. I just don't want them together with each other. They're both Ochel, I want both of them, I want to use both of them, I just don't want them together. So that's obviously fine as long as it's for immediate use, which is, for the, as we explained last week, in preparation for the meal, and obviously doing that with your hand, so there's no question, there's no issue with that. So, even though we talk about bad from uh, good, sorry, good from bad, not bad from good, it doesn't really necessarily mean bad from good. It can be good from good. Right? So, ochel from ochel is the same thing as ochel from solas. So that's just to clarify that point. And very often that's going to be the case. They have two good things, just don't want them together. Second point, and this is probably the the most important point of Ochel from Solis is that it is often true you need Ochel from Solis, but not always. And I want to just explain exactly where and when it's necessary and when it's not. Ochel from Solis, as we explained, is normally Derachachila. There is a number of times, and many times, that it can be taking off the bad is called Derachachila. For example, and we touched upon this last week as well, if you have an egg, Simple example, which you want to peel. So obviously the peel is the psolus, the egg is the ochel, and peeling it off would seem to be separating psolus from ochel. And the question is, how is that permissible? How can you peel an egg on Shabbos? Isn't that bad from good? And the answer is, it is bad from good and still permissible. Why? Why is this an exception? So the reason why it's an exception is because in this case, as we'll see in other similar cases, with the only normal way of eating, and the only regular way of eating is actually taking bad from good. So, it's true. Normally, derech achile is taking off what you want and leave what you don't want. That's not always the case. I mean, there are cases where the definition of achile is going to be taking off the bad, like an egg. An egg, there's no one who has, there's no way to take the egg out of the peel. It's impossible. Now, the truth is, it's not totally impossible. You can cut it open, cut it in half, and then scrape out with a spoon the egg from the shell, technically. But no one would call that normal, or a way of do, a normal way of doing it. And if so, that really defines that derech achila is not, in this case, taking bad from good. Or, sorry, taking good from bad. It could be, in this case, taking bad from good, and that's still called derech achila because that's the normal way of eating. When you want an egg, you peel it and eat it. That's what you do as far as an egg. And therefore, that's considered to be derech achila. What gets very confusing is that people often, therefore, assume that peeling an egg is not considered borer. Of course it's borer. And of course there's an issue of borer. It's a borer situation. It happens to be 
only two out of the three conditions are necessary in eggs. But very often the people assume, oh, I'm allowed to take a shell off an egg. You can. It's a borer situation. As far as good from bad, that's not required because we just explained that's not called, in this case, Tarachachila. But the other two conditions are still necessary. Now, the condition of using your hand, that's almost always the way to peel an egg. But the third condition of doing it for media use, not something which is always on one's mind when you have to peel an egg. Friday night to make egg salad for Shabbos is not permissible. Again, if the eggs aren't peeled and aren't ready removed from the, from the shell. So if they are before Shabbos, they took the shell off, then you can Friday night chop the eggs and make egg salad. But if it's not the case, to go and peel the eggs on Friday night for Shabbos, they would not be permissible. That's a classic case of borer. It's not for me to use, and that's going to be an issue. Same thing Shabbos morning. Before going to shul as an example, or before, again, not within the time frame of what's, of what's permissible to do borer, it would not be permissible to peel eggs either. And therefore, the egg salad has to be made within that time frame of right before the meal. Again, the ta- amount of time necessary to prepare for the meal and get ready for it. So, unless it's real. No. Right. It means to do what we call that harama, which is basically not honest, for lack of a better word, right? Doing it for right? trickery, right? right. So that, that's not generally not permissible. There are rare exceptions where like, there's cases of harama where it's mutter, but generally it's not permissible. So if you really want to some, that's fine. Right? If you legitimately want some, that, that's fine. But even so, you can only do one egg. And if you have a small amount, you have to do one egg. You can't do more than one egg because you're going to need more than one egg. Right? No. Right. It was what you need to Friday night. You can do Friday night. If you, so the same thing Shabbos day. Let's say you want also. Right, that's a very good point. Yes, excellent. Right. You cannot do more than necessary for for Shabbos morning, unless. Right. Right. Exactly. In other words, if you happen to have leftovers, that's fine. And if you happen to know, let's say you want to make sure that you have plenty, anything which is in the realm of honesty, <laughs> means that you know that. Listen, I have guests coming. At X amount, the guests is a chance they might want enjoy the, all the eggs. I'm not doing it with a knowledge that I definitely don't need this much, and this extra, extra amount is for Shalashavis. As long as that's within the realm of honesty, and it's really one, one has to know what they would normally do for regular Shabbos morning meal, if Shalashavis wasn't in the equation, that's what you can do. As long as you don't take Shalashavis into the equation. The fact that you don't mind having leftovers, that's fine. But not even mind is different than intentionally doing it for Shal Shuddhas. Okay. So that's the, as, far, as far as peeling. And the same thing applies to cracking open nuts, which is the same thing. You're taking off the shell from the part which is you want, which is the, which is the nut. Same thing. Anything which has a peel, an orange peel, we do the same thing. It's, it's an, peeling an orange is an active borer. We don't think of it an active borer, but it's classic active borer. The reason why you don't think of it as a is because you're taking off the bad from the good, and that's permissible in this case. But peeling an orange for later on, let's see, you want to make in a salad which has oranges in it. And again, the salad would have to be, have the orange peeled or the tangerines, whatever it is. Same issue. It's not for right now. It's for afterwards. Same issue is going to be, have to keep in mind that you need still need miyad to make it permissible. So that's one major exception but the confusion that comes out and the results is, is often makes it think, or one thing that's not considered borer, it certainly is, it's just not considered to be borer for this aspect of good from bad, but bad from good is still an issue. 
<coughs> that also now gets back into just to touch upon the question of peelers and really brings brings out the issue of not necessarily with peelers per se, but just peeling vegetables. Or you peel like cucumber. So peeling cucumber is a more issue. Right? The same way that peeling right, assuming no one's gonna eat to, no one wants the peels. You don't want the peels in this case. You are peeling them because you don't want them. So taking off peel, cucumber peels is an active borer. So we spoke about using a peeler last time, exactly that, how that plays itself out. But leaving aside the peeler issue, even using a knife, still going to be a borer issue. And needs to be done, again, for immediate use when you're peeling anything, such as a cucumber or carrot, etc. The fact that a knife is being used will help as far as the kaylee, won't have to help as far as the immediate use, which still has to be strongly kept in mind. Okay. Moving on. So we have, I think, the three conditions hopefully clear. Borisha needs the three conditions. If you have all three, it makes it permissible. Missing any one of them, it's still going to be an issue. The which what? You, you cannot use a specialized borer, not miyad, no, but you, you can't use a specialized borer um, tool. Is not that. Right. That, but the, the issue of borer is not really for food, really an issue in Yantif, for the most part, except in your last tircha. So last tircha means whichever one is easier, ochel from sof, sof from ochel, so it's last tircha. It's really a tircha issue more than an issue of, of borer. Borer essentially is really mutter in Yantif for the most part. Right. Okay. Moving on to another very, or a few more important points regarding the structure of borer. One of the other aspects in terms of good from bad is that very often you have a pile. And take, let's take a simple case, the pile of clothing, which is probably the easiest case in terms of, of an actual pile. During the week, if you're taking something from the middle of the pile, you wouldn't just pull it out, it's going to topple over the whole pile. You would lift off the top ones and then take off the one which you want and then put those back. The post can discuss, is that an issue of borer itself? Meaning, taking off the five ones from the top are all bad. Bad in this context, I don't want them. I'm not using them. I'm not planning on having them. Is that considered an act of odor? The fact that I removed that case number one, similar case. You have a chalent, and you want to get a piece of meat out. There's potatoes sitting on top of all the meat, and you need to go and get the potatoes out. The kid wants the meat, whatever you want the meat, whatever it is. So the simplest way to do that is just move away the potatoes to get to the meat. Potato you don't want, at least not now, and the meat you do want. So in terms of borer, how would that play itself out in terms of good and bad? And this is, again, generally mostly it's like types of things we have piles where there's something in the way of what you want to get to. How do we view that in terms of good and bad? Good and bad generally is something which you don't want versus something which you do want. You don't want the things on top. You do want the things on bottom. Where does that fall into borer to remove the things on top to get the things on bottom? So there's a very important concept, which really comes out from the first point we spoke about in Borer, is that Borer is generally to enhance one or the other item, which means that almost all cases of Borer, something is being enhanced. Right, for example, we just had a case of a peel. So a peel, obviously, is being, the fruit or vegetable is being enhanced by removing the peel. That's, that's the Borer. Borer is enhancing the item. When you have meat and you have fat, you remove the fat, it enhances the meat because now it's better, it doesn't have the fat on there. When you have things mixed together which you don't want to mix together, 
both are being enhanced because I don't want the forks and the knives mixed together. I separate them. Both are actually being enhanced. So Borer always has an aspect of something, either one or both items being enhanced in the process. And the truth is, Molacha in general, when we spoke about the concept of doing Molacha, Molacha is always to enhance something. That's all Molachos are always, we say, a creative work. Creative work means something is actually being created, something is being either created from nothing, which is not usually the case, or something which is being helped in the process, something is being enhanced in the process. That's always the aspect of creative work. Borough also needs to be creative, helpful, enhancing. When you take off something, which is, let's say, sitting on top of a pile to get to something else, so the post can say that nothing's really being enhanced. I am allowing myself access, or getting access by now being able to get, let's say, the shirt on bottom, or the potato on bottom, or the meat on bottom, whatever it may be is on bottom. Nothing is actually being enhanced. The item didn't become any better. It just gave me access to be able to get the item that I want to get. And the post can say it's not considered borer. Borer needs, by definition, something is being enhanced. And if the only reason why the quote-unquote bad is being removed or moved to the side is for the sake of access, it is not considered borer at all. It's not in the definition of borer, which needs to be something is enhanced. Another very practical case of this is coats. Imagine a bunch of people come over and they all pile the coats, right, one on top of the other. What happens? Your coat's on the bottom or somewhere in the middle. We don't even know where it is. Somewhere in this pile. So the way you'd get to that is take one off and two off and three off until you find your coat. Each one of those coats which you're taking off is not something which you want because it's someone else's coat. And the one which you want is somewhere in the middle. Now, Lachis is not considered borrowed to do that for the same reason. All I'm doing by removing the top ones is getting access. I, I'm giving myself access to get to the ones which I want. The coat, my coat's not being enhanced in any way, it's just being allowed to get to, and it's creating a possibility of, of getting it without pulling off all the other ones and throwing them all onto the floor. So that, therefore, it's not, that's not considered to be borer. And any case similar to that, with the removal, and this is particularly relevant in, in things like Chalant, where you want to move aside one thing to get to something else, when you want to get meat or get a potato or get beans, you have a salad, and someone wants something in the salad, doesn't want something else. So if you're just moving it aside to get to the one thing which you want, and you're not removing it for any other purpose, it is not considered to be borer, and that's to be 100% permissible. So in our discussion of good and bad, it's more than just good and bad being separated. It's good and bad being separated for the sake of enhancing either one or the other, or both, but not just for the sake of getting access to get to the one which you want to get to. Yes, you can, you can rummage, right, correct, you can rummage through, for sure, you know, when rummaging through will, by definition, mean putting things to the side, right, moving things around, looking for what I'm trying to get to, the answer is yes, you can do that 100%. What, right, right, what you couldn't do is, if you wanted to start sorting them, obviously that would not be permissible, right, you can't. So you can rummage until you find one, and then rummage until you find the, another matching one. Right, now there's one to start sorting, so then you're enhancing both of them. Right, so if you, let's say, pull the sack out, oh, I have now a blue sack, let me put it over here until I find another one. And if I find gray one, okay, and then, right, so that, that, that process is by definition sorting the socks, and that's going to be, right, right. So, right, all I'm looking for is two of the same, 
So you can sort till you find them, or rummage around till you find them. You can sort, you can rummage around till you find them. And yeah, the first one is the one you want. Right, you want you want that one. Right. right. So then, so you pick, so you look around, you found the first blue one, and you rummage around until you find the second blue one. That's fine because well, that's all part of just trying to get to the ones you want. But if you started sorting in the process, that you couldn't do. You couldn't start sorting them until you found the ones you want. Take all the blue ones out, all, all the until I found the second blue one, right? Or right, all the right, certain ones and start stacking up. That would be sorting. Sorting is the hands of both of them. Right. Right, correct. I mean, so, sorting is, is anytime that you're, right, by definition, you're, you're having them apart from the ones which are mixed together. By definition, that enhances the whole situation. All of them better now because they're separate from each other. But you can sort As long as you're not sorting it. Yeah. In other words, you can, right, you can, yeah, exactly. As long as you keep the mixture together, there's never an issue if the mixture is still kept together. So you take a whole, you can even take a whole, pile that, dump it on the floor, and start rummaging around until you find the ones you want, and then take, after you find them, you take the whole pile and put it back. That's fine, because all that was done was just finding the things which I'm going to take out, and rummaging around to get to it, nothing actually was separated besides that. Yeah? So this access exception, that applies, that cancels all of board, or just it, it, both of the total floors? Meaning, like, rummaging through for sacks, can I do that the night before, or it has to be right before? It's not, it's not borer at all. It's yeah, it's not borer. It's not borer. It doesn't, okay. doesn't have a shame of borer if the, if the concept is not correct. Uh-huh. The concept is not to enhance. If it's not something we're enhancing, it's not considered borer. Oh. Correct. Right. Okay. It's not a shame of borer. Right. Okay, so that's really, I, I guess you call another exception to the rule of Ulfam Solo. So one exception so far was the first exception was the terms of Derachachila. That's the normal way of getting to it, like peels and shells and etc. And the second exception, which really takes that from borer, is when you are just getting it for access. Another, perhaps, just example, which is probably more famous in terms of the, the rules of Borer, is that Borer, by definition, separating good from bad, or bad from good, which you don't want the two things together. If you separate just taking off the good with some of the bad, that doesn't have a shame of borer. That's the classic case, the, the, the famous case where the post can use is where you have, let's say, a soup, and you have, in the case is used, the fly in the soup, which no one appreciates hearing that case because no one will take the soup and use it afterwards if the fly was in there. But days of old, they did talk about using the fly, soup after, after the fly was removed. So you have the fly in the soup or any other dirt in the soup, whatever you don't want in the soup, and you want to remove it. So just removing the item you don't want itself would be active borer. Taking some of the good with that, it removes the concept. It's not called borer at all. Another removing from borer. So why is that? So really the concept is really very understandable because borer is always by definition separating good from the bad. Here I separate really bad from bad. Or good from, right? In other words, I, I took, I'm sorry, not really, I'm really good from good. Because right? I took some soup with the soup. So that's separating good from good. And all I did is separate, let's say, one part of the soup, another part of the soup. Borer, separating soup from soup is not considered borer. I can separate soup from soup. The fact happens to be that one of them happens to have something I don't want. Okay, but there's separate enough else with it that wasn't considered separating borer at all. Obviously, if you use just a spoon and scoop out what you would what not want, let's say, again, the fly or the dirt, whatever it is, 
That's no, that's what you do during the week also. You use a spoon, you would scoop it out. That's not sufficient. Meaning, if I took some soup along with it, but it's a regular normal amount that I take during the week, if I was doing the same thing, because when you use a spoon, by definition you take some along some soup along with it, that's still considered to be taking psolus from Ochel, because that's the way you take off psolus. During the week also you take off the psolus that way. You take off the bit. So you need to take off a significant amount more than you normally would during the week that's clearly recognized we're only taking off that amount because I don't want to get into a shogora. Which would mean if during the week you'd use a, a spoon, so maybe now you use a ladle. Ladle take off much more than you would do during the week because no reason during the week you would do that because that's considered to be a waste of all that soup that you're throwing out. You have a small little piece of dirt in the soup, let's say, and you want to remove it. So you take, off, you take a spoon, a big spoon, a small spoon. You want to take a ladle. So certainly taking a ladle is permissible, and that would probably be the, the simplest way of making it clearly recognized when taking more than regular. You use a cup. That'd be another example. No, no one usually would use a cup to take something out of a thing. You use a spoon. So using a spoon was generally not going to be okay because it's hard to, like, during the week you might take a little less. I mean, it's not going to be, it won't be so noticeable that you're taking a significant amount more than you would take during the week for using a spoon because it's always going to be some on the spoon with, when you get out the thing you don't want. As long as it's a significant amount more, that's going to be okay. And that's true in regular general rule Anytime that you separate the bed, if you take some good along with it, that's okay. So another simple example of this would be taking off fat from meat. So in this case, you cut off some of the meat with the fat, and now you're cutting that bad from good. You're taking good from good. Meat from meat. Again, how much meat? Significant amount the more than you do during the week. Because during the week, also, if you cut off the fat, you might get a little meat with it as well. You're always going to get, it's not going to be usually a perfect cut. So if just a sliver of, of extra meat, that might, it's not going to be sufficient, because that's going to be just what we do during the week. As long as it's enough that it's clearly recognizable, you're doing much more, or not much more, significantly more than it's just recognizable. You're recognizable, it's clearly doing more than you do during the week. And the person looking at that would say, why are you taking so much? And the answer is because Shabbos, I can't take bad from good, I don't take good from good. And therefore it's obvious I'm taking good from good because I'm taking off so much of good with it that that's the clear criteria in terms of what's considered enough, that is considered more than you would take, and the only reason why I take that much is because it's going to be trying to take good from good. That's really, we'll call that really a, th- a third exception, right? In other words, it's a third exception, a way of taking bad from good where not being overborer is by taking off some of the good with it. Again, how much good? Enough that will be significant that you can clearly recognize you're taking more than that. So that's a third possible, possible way of avoiding the issue of solo samocha. Can I, let's say I separate the fly with the soup and I put it in a bowl. Can I then ladle some of the soup from that bowl back? I mean, then I'm taking the good from the bad. Yes, that's a good point. You could do that, yes. So you can go back. I mean, like, and let's, then, let's say I'm low yeah. on soup. And I'm yes, like, yes, counts. yeah, for sure. Yeah, you can take back from there because that's good from it's bad. It's not like just totally Right, bad. that's good from bad. So the first separation was good from good. The second one is good from bad. So that's, yeah, for sure, fine. For sure, fine. Yeah, that's each, each act independently is okay. Another exception, perhaps, in terms of this uh, ways you can do um, solo smoke you're taking bad from good. And this is interesting. And it's a little more technical. Let's say during the meal, I'm going to want this bad. So it's not that bad. I just don't want it now. 
I'll give a good example of this. And so I'm separating it now. In the earlier part of the meal, I don't want it. But I want it later on during the meal. This thing I'm taking, I'm taking off. So I have, let's say, a, a pan. And the pan has a mixture of two different items. I don't want both. I want to serve just one of them now. And I want to remove the other one because I don't want to serve it now, but I'll serve it later on in the meal. So it's, it was mixed uh, rice and vegetables. They got mixed together. So I mixed together. So I want to separate them from each other. So the rice now, the vegetables will be the next course. Right? So along those lines. So, so the, the, the post can be a very interesting criteria that it's hard to really call this psolus because not, not only do I want, not only is it good, I actually do want it, just not right now, but later on point in this meal. And the halacha is that in that case, we actually can take off even what's called bad, which I don't want now, from the ochel, because since by definition, in this time frame, in this, which is the time frame of this meal, I'm going to use it, I'm going to actually partake of it and serve it, that's considered to be enough of a status of ochel, it doesn't get recall psola. So it means as long as within this time frame it's going to be used, that is actually okay, and that's fine. So it's, again, it's a technical issue. I can't say it's so relevant. I tried to imagine cases of it, but as long as it's going to be used in this time frame, another exception where you can take off something which technically is psolus, but as long as it'll be used in this meal. Only if it's not miyad. This, 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 well, this is called miyad because it's really part of the same meal, right? So miyad you have, because it'll be used later on in this meal. So the issue is, is, is psolus, so we don't call it psolus. That's really the, the chiddush that's not called psolus, because you're going to use it at some point during this meal. Okay, you want, right. you want something now, and, and it's, it's a mixture now, but you don't want, correct, something like that. Another, uh, I think, very crucial point, and this is something which, which is particularly relevant to filters and things of that nature. Filter has a very interesting status in halacha. One would assume that any type of water filtration would be a classic borer issue. Right, filter is basically a, a sifter, right, a very fine sifter filters out any impurities from the water and the question is number one is there ever permissibility of using a filter on Shabbos now we most of us do use filters on our sink every sink has a filter on it right on screwed on top of the onto the sink is a filter which holds back something I mean if you clean that once a year you will find some <laughs> small rocks and pebbles and dirt in there so obviously there for a purpose it does hold back something so, obviously, that's permissible. We use things on Shabbos. We'll discuss that in a moment, how that's permissible to be used. Water filters on pitchers, which are, not, which are like a Brita filter, is that ever permissible to be used on Shabbos? There are people who either want it or appreciate it or like it or don't like regular sink water. Can that be used on Shabbos? And some people actually have a built-in filter to their, into, into the water pipes, right? similar to like a, a Brita filter, but it's actually a filter on the pipe itself. And would that preclude the water from being used at all on Shabbos? Maybe you can't turn the sink on for washing dishes because the water is being filtered in the process. And usually once you put that into your sink, you can't remove it. It's, it's built into the actual system. You can change the filter perhaps, but it's not something which you can easily remove. So in all, in, in all those cases, how does the halach of borer apply to water filtration? Again, a pitcher on the sink, built into the sink, etc. So it's very, it's very interesting that the halacha of, of filtering water itself is somewhat unique. Shulchan Aruch talks about this, this exact case and has a very unique status in terms of water filtration. Why is it unique? When you look at water, you really see water. 
You don't see anything else. It means you don't see any impurities generally. Right? You don't see any dirt. You don't see whatever it's trying to filter out, dealing with micro levels. And it's doing something, obviously, because if you don't like the taste, you'll see a difference in taste. And clearly, sink water tastes different than filtered water. Right? We have a filter on our refrigerator, and it's clearly tastes different than sink water because it's being filtered. There's no question something's happening, but not something which you really can see for sure not. And therefore, in halacha, we look at water pretty much as one min. You don't have two items. I have one. Why? Because, number one, the way you look at it, it looks like one item. Number two, and this is a, a crucial point, is that most people don't really care to filter the water. Maybe a little better, maybe a little more enjoyable, but something which you're really okay with. And most people would drink sink water without a problem. Is it maybe better to have, would they rather have filter water? Maybe. But the fact that the average person has no problem drinking sink water sort of says this, reinforces this concept. It's one min. There's nothing really here. Nothing which is so terrible, for sure not, because if it was something so terrible, you wouldn't drink it. So the halacha, the, the Shulchan Aruch looks at it as follows, that water with microscopic impurities is really water. It's water and one min. Obviously, if you had one min by itself, you can filter one min. Because if you had, if you had the purest of pure water. Everyone would agree you could take that water and pour it through a filter because it's not doing anything. You can pour water through a filter if it doesn't do anything. Not that using a filter doesn't change anything. If I look at water as one min, even though there is obviously impurities in here, but if we don't look at them as a second min, I can also filter that through. And if the Shekhanarach says you're allowed to go filter water on Shabbos. Allowed to filter water on Shabbos, with one exception. The exception is, if I'm a person whose Shekhanarach language of istanist, which I am bothered to the point that I wouldn't drink the water without filtering it. For me, I don't look at it as one min. I look at it actually as two minim. I look at it as two items here, as two different mi- mixture. Because for me, when I look at that, even though I can't see it, and maybe I can't even tell what, what it is, but as soon as I taste it, I can know that for me, there's something impure in here that I wouldn't even drink it. So if a person is makbid, this person cares enough to the point that they actually would not drink the water if it wasn't filtered, they cannot filter water on Shabbos. For the person who doesn't mind, who maybe prefers filter, but is okay drinking non-filtered water, they're 100% allowed, which is a fascinating thing. This is, in my mind, probably the only case where I can think of that two different people could do the exact same item if one person is butl chatchila, and the other person is isu deraisa, but they get tchila for it. It's like, it's in my mind, they have the same exact item, same exact action, which is for two different people is, is, is exactly the opposite, the mutter, or totally usher on isu deraisa. And that's the Paskins that way, that a person who's Makbri can't filter, someone who doesn't mind can drink, can filter and, and then and drink it as well. Now, how does that play out practically? So, in a regular water pitcher, no problem. I, I can certainly, again, assume, assume, assume I'm doing it for myself, I can filter water for myself, and no problem, as long as I'm not Makbid. We'll get to some next week about doing it for someone else who is Makbid, because it's a little more confusing, and I'm doing it for someone else, someone's doing it for me. We'll get to those cases next week. But just before we get to that, let's assume that I'm doing it for myself. Water pitcher, as long as I'm not Makbid, no problem. I can use the sink filter, as long as I'm not Makbid, no problem. If I am Makbid, okay, so I can't use, this, I can't use the, what, the, the filter on the pitcher, okay, I can't fill it up that way. Am I allowed to turn the sink on? I won't drink this water if it was, wasn't filtered. Can I turn the sink on? So the answer is that for washing dishes, for sure. For washing hands, for sure. 
Because for that, I'm not makbid. I'm not makbid to have only filtered water for washing dishes or only filtered water for washing hands. So for that, it's permissible because the same concept. I'm not makbid vis-a-vis those actions of washing dishes or washing hands. If I wanted to take water out for the sake of drinking, I cannot turn that water on, which is fascinating. Now it comes out even more of a, of a difference. That for the same person, I can do the same action, and depending on what my intention was for, it could be totally mutter or totally usser. I turn the sink on, or I cannot turn the sink on to get water out for the sake of drinking. I can get turn the sink on for the sake of washing my hands or washing dishes, because I'm not knackered. So it's the same exact action to the same person, you can either do it or not do it, depending on what their intention is. And this is actually, in, for those who are familiar with the bugs in the water in New York, right, this is one of the, uh, again, assuming that it was a major shayla halacha. But for those who were makbid, and therefore felt it was necessary to put a water filter in, they cannot turn it on on Shabbos to drink water out of. Because they're makbid, whether it's halachically makbid or their taste makbid, same thing. They're makbid, they're not going to... I mean, for those post who held was ustered to drink unfiltered water from, from the New York sink, right, from, the, from the regular drinking water there, they cannot turn the water on Shabbos for the sake of getting drinking water. They can turn it on for other purposes, for washing dishes, for washing hands, but not for this. And the same thing if someone who installed their water filter into their sink, again, if they're a Macbid, they can only do it for those purposes. Now, for all of us, the filter which is, which is there, we're assuming a person not Macbid, the amount of actually that it catches over a whole year. If you clean it once a year, you're lucky to find a few little things in there. And that's something which the average person we mock it on. I mean, nothing you really find in there that's very substantial. Yeah, they put it on there because you don't want those few small things getting into your, into your drinking water. But the likelihood of actually something really being there on a substantial basis is very, very unlikely. It's certainly in, in America and most, most places in America are pretty um, clean, filtered water. And that's why you're allowed to use that thing on Shabbos. If for some reason the person was so makbid that they wouldn't drink the water unless that thing was on there, they couldn't do it. They, they couldn't open the thing for, for drinking water. They could open it for, again, washing hands, washing dishes, not for that. But we assume the average person has no issue. They doesn't want particularly that thing, and that's why you're allowed to leave that filter on, onto the sink on Shabbos. If it was on, yes. Yeah, if it was on, yes. But not, you couldn't turn it on for that purpose. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so once it was already, you can allow more water to come out. Because there's no, there's no more, there's no, there's, there's no more malacha, correct. The malacha was done already, turning it on. No more malacha is being done in that case.